0: and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a Biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Well, hello there. I'm so glad you're here. Come on in and have a seat. The café is percolating and the scones just came out of the oven. I'm so happy you are not allergic to nuts because there are chocolate-covered toffee chips in this recipe. Well, Well, yes, I can send you home with a few extras for your husband and a copy of the recipe. Let me hang on to your coat here. I'll put it up on the rack. It sure is cold out there. The winter weather advisory was right. Thankfully, you only live around the corner, so it shouldn't be too hard for you to get back home. You walked? Oh, it's pretty icy out there. Well, I guess that is safer than driving today. (laughs) I hear there is a huge backup of cars on the highway leading up to the pass at State Line, with the roads as slick as an ice skating rink. People are stuck in cars, and some have been waiting more than four hours to start moving again. Perhaps we could pray for them before we begin. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your faithful mercy and kindness towards us. Even through the storms in this life, you bring peace as we trust you. Please continue to watch over those stuck on the road and get them all home safely. Thank you as well for this warm home and time to fellowship with a friend. Amen. What's that? Oh. Oh, yes, thank you for asking. I felt so badly having to ask my friends to leave last week. The water main is now fixed. I still have pots and jars filled with water, and I am using them up since, well, it's better than wasting water. Thankfully, it is now fixed, and before the deep freeze arrived, too. So tell me, what are the questions that you had regarding? last week's episode that we had talked about, the the New Covenant. Oh, I thought you had a question, Mary. No, that's great. Of course, you can... Who is your friend? Lily? In India. Oh, and she works where? Yes, I have heard of that butterfly farm. It's just amazing to see the butterflies swarm. I've seen them swarm in California like that a few times, but... It's too cold here in Idaho to see them much. The Butterfly Farm in India is a beautiful place to visit. No, I haven't been there. I've just seen pictures online. That's a bit far for me to travel, but I am happy to hear you are sharing my podcast around and across the ponds and over to India. I wonder what it's like to be there right now. They're in the southern hemisphere, and in a different time zone, so it must be spring there to our winter and day to our night. I hear the air is full of spices there, and many are turning to believing in Jesus there as well. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if their churches are underground. Shame on me. The people seem so beautiful to me, and of course, they are to Jesus as well, and he loves them just as much as he loves us. Can I pour you some more coffee? And would you like another scone? Yeah, my daughter-in-law visited Scotland, or was it England? I think she visited both, but she came back on a scone kick. So we started trying out different recipes, and I found this one and really loved it. And I know scones are supposed to be served with tea because they're English, but they go great with cafe clutch as well. I hope you like them. Oh, I know. They are addictive. So that's why I'm sending you home with all the leftovers for your family. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for keeping me accountable. (laughs) I am typing up the third draft of the Song of Solomon study workbook. I've been going through it a little bit at a time, but... Oh, the holidays are coming and there's so much to do, but I still want to take some time to try and work on that. I don't know when it will be finished. I'm not putting a burden on myself as to a time, but I do want to be consistent with it and see what happens. Yes, I will share it with you when it's all done. The Song of Solomon study workbook is not ready to read yet, so but the book Song of Solomon in the Bible is, so you can read that. Or here is another book recommendation for you. Anne H. Gabhart, River to Redemption. I just started reading it on my Kindle and love her voice. She reaches back into the past and gives the main character in her book a beautiful way of sharing the past. Ah, oh, yeah, in fact, I use the same voice in one of my novels, that I'm working on, which is why I recognized it right away. The story begins with a little girl whose family dies of cholera in the South, and she narrowly escapes death because of the kind-hearted slave of an inn owner who didn't seem to be affected by cholera. He buried all the dead and kept a memory record of who and where he buried them. He and another slave at the inn who ran the kitchen took little Adria into their care and nursed her back to health and they are in search of a guardian for her before the owner of the inn who just returned now that things are better in town sends Adria away to a less than ideal situation. I was hooked by the writing on page one and only 60 pages in but I thought I would recommend the book called River to Redemption to you. Another book recommendation on a more theological bent is Bible Prophecy Answer Book by Ron Rhodes. I have heard Ron Rhodes speak on the Janet Parshall show in the past. What I love about the book is that Ron gives you the solid prophecies of the Bible to give you the information without making your mind up for you. He leaves you digging into the Bible to find the truth for yourself. Some of the chapters are Understanding prophecy, interpreting prophecy, understanding the book of Revelation, the covenants and biblical prophecy, the distinction between the church and Israel, the signs of the times, the rapture, the second coming, and more chapters leading up to death finally conquered. My, my, we sure have been inundated with those little white flakes that keep falling and piling up on the rooftops as well as the roads. But now, the swirling has stopped and looks like it's turning to a really wet, slushy snow. Oh, it's hard to drive in that, so... I'm glad you walked here. What's that? No, I don't have a decision yet. I've been actually tossing around two different options in the direction to go now that the biblical covenants are done on Tuesdays. I've been considering going deeper into Ephesians because I quoted it a lot in there and it draws everything together. But I've also been drawn to the book of Revelation. I know, I know, it scares me to uh, go through that one. And I'm sure that you will all have to keep me on the straight and narrow as I walk through that if I do it. But it just seems more appropriate these days to go over that book the best that I can to share what's coming, what the prophecy is that God revealed inside of this book. He himself, his son, is who he revealed. And in these last days, everyone has so many questions about What's happening? What's happening around us? What's going on? Which apocalyptic event is happening outside my window right now? I know that so many of us are wondering what the future holds and what direction we should be going in. I don't know. I'm not one to tell you what the future is except for what God has written in the Bible. Yes, it is a bit confusing, isn't it? But I do remember some studies on it. I remember that the book was written, the book of Revelation was written by John, who was the brother of James and Matthew. They were followers of Jesus at Matthew twenty seven fifty seven at the crucifixion. They were the early disciples part of the inner circle of Jesus. That was Peter, James, and John. He kept them close to keep an eye on them. (laughs) They were called or known as uh, the sons of thunder, James and John. And they learned to be a servant of all. You know, there are just so many different accounts from people, according to their ways of interpreting Revelation. So I guess it is a good thing for me to dig deep into the Bible and share what I see as truth. I hope it makes you dig into your Bible, no matter what book I start with or what topic I start with next week. Uh, But I do know, I remember that Revelation... Blessed are those who read, here and keep the commandments or keep the words that are within this book. So there's a blessing for those that go through this book. Me for reading it, you for hearing it, and us for keeping it. Hmm. For the time is at hand. You know, back then, no one, not everyone had a copy of the Bible. John wrote it on an island in Patmos. The pastor would read it, and then the people would listen intently, not just in one ear and out the other, or in light of what others said, and they would all keep those things that are written in Revelation. After ending with the new covenant and showing what the temple, what the tabernacle looked like back in the days when Israel wandered alone around in the the wilderness, they would set up the tabernacle, and I described all that to you. And it was actually a picture of what the actual heaven is like. For when we are there, we will see our Jesus face to face. Charles Spurgeon remarked on how we need a revelation of Jesus The great fault of many professors is that Christ is to them a character upon a paper, certainly more than a myth, but yet a person of the dim past, a historical personage who lived many years ago and did most admirable deeds, by the which we are saved, but who is far from being a living, present, bright I don't know if you've heard of this other prophecy or comment on prophecy by the theologian Seiss. They say some would say that we should not be concerned with prophecy, that it is a frivolous exercise. But if God was concerned enough to talk about it, we should be concerned enough to listen. Some tell us that what is yet future ought not to be examined until after it has come to pass. I can hardly realize that this is seriously meant. David Gusick makes the point when John says these things must shortly take place. What does he mean? How short is short? How near is near? Short and near are relative terms, and this is God's timetable, not man's. Yet for 2,000 years, history has been on the brink of the consummation of all things, running parallel to the edge, not running towards a distant brink. Well, the whole world has questions about what's going on right now. And if you've read anything about your Bible, any part of it, it relates to what the world stage is at right now. This whole one world government, economy, and religion that is just on the verge of arising is there. And the Bible has something to say about that. I really appreciate your friendship. I appreciate you coming over to discuss these things with me and help me talk them out. And if you want to talk some more, I'd be happy to listen. Just send me an email, Moni, the number one, at gmail.com, or join me over on Facebook in the Moments with Moni Facebook group. You can also leave me a voice message on the submit a comment page on my blog, momentswithmoni.com. And I could even use it on the air. If you do it that way, it would be great to hear from you. I can't pass along any of these scones through the microphone, but, well, I guess they're speakers on your end. But I will be sending over the recipe for the chocolate chip toffee scones to my blog if you'd like to come over on momentswithmoni.com and Get your own copy to download. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Temptation leads us everywhere Except for where we're supposed to go What we do, we don't want to do And what we do, we don't, you know We got Oh yes! When the road leads home.